as a good friend of mine would say. I think visual novels are an amazing storytelling medium that is wasted on hentai. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dill Kokoro podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dill Kokoro. So, have a special guest on here uh, today. We've been kind of, hey. we, yeah, we've been missing each other a little bit here and there. Um, yeah. <laughs> last couple months, no big deal. But hey, 2020, new year. We're going to talk about visual novels for the very first time. And I couldn't think of anybody better to hop on here and talk about that than our good contributor, Ray Kaze. And I, even now that you've had that name for almost a year, yeah. I still want to call you Rock every time I see it. I, I, I do think that that is self-inflicted because sure. I, I have been like rolling out the Ray Kaze name extremely slowly. Like right. All my articles still have Rockman Dash and uh, everyone still calls me Rock. So it's like, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I mean, if you knew him, from outside of Anate, it would be that he was 12, right? Rockman dash 12. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I say that because you were famously on the back of a lull in the seas DVD cover um, with your quote, um, which is actually a little trivia here. One of Umi's favorite anime. And I know that's, that's exciting. I know it's funny. I say that because her name's Umi. Like it really shouldn't come yeah. as a, a surprise, but um yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up to clarify. Uh, he is now Rekaze, just like Ron Artest became Metal World Peace. <laughs> Metal Peace. Uh, <laughs> you, just did not, you just did not legally change your name. You just internet changed your name. Yeah, I just internet changed my name. So I wanted to get Rock on here. Uh, he wanted to kind of give some love to some visual novels that even if they're known for like their anime versions or just not known in general to kind of, you know, pass along a little love for the good old visual novel world. Yeah. So, I thought it'd be fun just to talk about a few visual novels. Uh, everyone knows me as like Andy Tay's visual novel guy. And I do a decent, or well, used to do a decent amount of reviews. So like, I figured if I'm going to be on a Dale podcast, I'm probably talking about visual novels, but I mean, right. I, Right, I get that. I'm going to put this out here for everybody, too. You and one of our contributors, Stranger, were very excited when I started Fate Hollow, and it I did not, I did not finish it last... I did not finish it last year. And Make that your, your 2020 New Year's that's my resolution. 20, I was going to say, that's my 2020 <laughs> New Year's resolution. Um, I don't want to say the big thing yet because I don't know when this will come out relative to what everything else is. Probably by the time this comes out, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, he bought a house. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to kind of start moving through the list here. You gave me a good list. I'm going to throw a little couple curveballs in here with some questions I had prepared for you, and they actually intersect pretty well with this. So let's start with one I don't know a whole lot about. I've heard of the name. You wanted to talk about Ever 17. Ever 17 um, is important to me. It, it's basically my first visual novel. I, really? I played I played 999. I played, I think, like To the Moon, which was like an indie like RPG thing that was basically a visual novel. Okay. But Ever 17 got me into the whole visual novel thing. It's, That's awesome. It's, it's what started my review channel. It's and it's it's always been my benchmark for visual novels. 
Sure. What year was this then when you, you first played it? Started uh, when I first yeah. played it, it was 2012. Am I saying that right? Is it play or is it re- read? I, okay. I, uh, I, I, visual I, novels, I consider it a unique medium, but okay. they're inherently interactive, right? Like you're not uh-huh. just reading them. So okay. I do play. Okay. You say play. So play makes sense. Okay. Because then you say like 999, and I would think of that more of a game, but I can see where people would just say it's a visual novel. Yeah, yeah. Like if it, you have has... if you have different endings, like I, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, anyways, moving back to when you started Ever Seventeen, um, it'd be funny if you were seventeen when you started Ever Seventeen. Nah, but... nah. I was in middle school. Middle school. <laughs> yeah. Dang. <laughs> okay. Um. So you're like in sixth grade when you started this. <laughs> Something um, like that. Gosh, what was I doing in sixth grade? Um, you keep talking. I'm going to try to remember what I was doing in sixth grade. Yeah, my, okay. My so, IT department's looking into so this. So Ever 17 is, it, it's an older visual novel, like okay. 2004-ish. Okay. And if you're familiar with 999, like we mentioned, Kotaro Uchikoshi, he wrote this. All right, so, same writer. This is like a proto nine nine nine, and it does a lot of the same things, like the the story structure and engagement and mystery and the inherent like just random blurbs of inf- interesting information that you can just like chew on. That's that's the strengths of Ever Seventeen, but the there's a difference in style. This is more mystery. Ever Seventeen's more a thriller. I see. Okay, I was gonna say about like it sounded like you said mystery, but more of like a thriller. So is it like I know nine 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 takes place in one set piece. Yeah. Is this is yeah. this in Ever one set piece as well? Yes. It, it's okay. fairly similar. Um nine 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 set in a like a sinking ship. And right. Ever seventeen is set in like an underwater theme park. Underwater theme park. That actually sounds really interesting. It, it's really great. And the way they've implemented it is is just amazing. Sure. And it's my it's the visual novel I look to the fondest. I come back to it and I still really love it. More more than anything else, it's it's I think it's the the test of time, even if it's not like perfect. So let me ask you a question with this. When you first started that, right out of the gate, did you know this is a visual novel or were you kind of like, oh, this is a cool thing? I, I knew it was a visual novel because okay. because I well I played nine 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 first technically right. so it's like I, I played nine 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 and then I was like fuck I need more of this right sure so so, so, so you're go- you're googling visual novels like yeah yeah and that that that's a bit of why I started writing my own stuff because searching up what the hell is a visual novel what visual novels would be recommended. Mm-hmm. Back in 2012, there wasn't anything. It, it's not like now where um, it's more of an accepted medium. You can get it on Steam. No, you, you you had to like be digging on forums and shit for for these visual novels. Probably pirating them too. He, guaranteed. Guaranteed. I, not even probably. <laughs> with um, uh, Ever17 buying the English version, um, it, it's uh, since it has a lot of fans now, uh-huh. it, it's expensive. Really was, expensive. Was there ever an anime for it? No. Okay, there wasn't an anime. Because it's always interesting because they'll come out with an anime, and I know this might be a, uh, I know this might be a sore spot for you, but like, 
I think all shit. Of, well, I was gonna say like well, you, you kind of beat me to the punch, but I was just thinking of like uh is it Reno or um oh what was it called? Um Oh, the girl who shouts at time or whatever. Oh, uh you know. You know. I th- I thought of your seasonal nickname with that. <laughs> I just said Reno. Tragedy. You know, I'm so traumatized by Kingsy explaining a certain part of that anime. That, to me that, that was uh, an amazing well, part of podcast history. <laughs> and that's what needs to enjoy. That kind of spawned him being on my podcast. Like, yeah. He said, let's just break you and then people are entertained by it. Um, so like, I, I think like you said, like, you know, was like one of the, the first like popular visual novels. And now we're only just now getting an adaptation. Do you think that something like ever 17 would be able to, no, no, okay, it, it was too to obscure. And the company who makes it is now defunct. I see. I wonder about that too. Where like you say like nine, 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 like that's super popular. And then you kind of see. And, you know, we can get into the weeds on this maybe a little bit, but like as the sequels went on in the nunnery games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, you think like zero time dilemma as it becomes a little bit more, I don't want to say fluid, but like it loses a lot of the charm. Yeah, it, a lot of it. And I was just like, I wonder if that would even work as an anime. Um, I, I think it actually helped it just because a lot of the, the issues with the Zero Time Dilemma and to some extent uh, Ichikoshi's newest visual novel, I, The Sonium Files, okay. is due to the janky 3D animation that they have. Okay. So if they had smoother, more charming, more ple- uh, pleasing, less cheap um, visuals in an yeah. anime, I think and- it would work. And that's what that's what really shocked me about it, because I didn't ever I admittedly didn't finish that one. Zero Time Dilemma. Um, I just it went from being like a really charming looking like character design to just being real bleak. Yeah, and, it really did. And it, it almost didn't even feel like the same thing. It's like if you're playing like the, the, the first two felt the same, but then Time Dilemma felt totally different, it had none of the same like spirit. I'm sorry if this is like way off and you don't like this, but like no, no. I think of the comparison to like it's like you're playing Phoenix Wright and then the next game was actually like a real court procedural. Like, I mean, to be fair, Phoenix Wright had its own moment. It, 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 Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney 4 right. versus the, the first trilogy. It's right. a very similar thing. Like, what the like, hell? Why is, like, Phoenix, right, just, like, super depressed? Super, like, <laughs> retired, oh, like, retired. probably an alcoholic. Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's funny. I wanted, I didn't mean to just bring that up, even, but, like, before I even ever knew what a visual novel was, I was yeah. just playing the shit out of Phoenix Wright when I was a kid. I love Phoenix Wright. It's I funny. It's the funny. latest ones, though. After 5, I think I stopped. The 3DS ones, right? Yeah, 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 I, I didn't. I didn't play those either. Yes, but I haven't played right. the ones. I played the first one on 3DS, but not the ones after. Did you play the Miles Edgeworth one? I heard I that heard one that's... was a little. I heard it was a little weird. I heard a lot of good things about the second Miles Edgeworth game. The first did one's we... okay. Did we second... get that one? Like no, in the US? but it's been fan translated. It's been yeah. fan translated. Fan translated. So if you have like an R four or something, it's interesting because that that comes full circle where it's like. When I was asking you if you knew what a visual novel was at that time, 
I think of like all the anime I watched growing up and like you watch Pokemon, Digimon, uh, yeah, Gundam. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know it's anime. It's just like not to be the stereotype of like what parents and like people who don't know anime think, but it's just another cartoon to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it's funny, like I, I just tell you, like I was playing Phoenix Wright and then I just had a light bulb moment. Like, holy shit, that's a visual novel. <laughs> like, uh huh. Um, anyways, moving on. I see we have some like well-known ones on here. I kind of want to get into some more of the obscure ones. You know what yeah. I mean? Now we got yeah. something going here. Uh, tell us about Baldur's Sky. I put that on the list because I'm currently playing it right now. It okay. just got an English translation. Like it, it, it was announced like six years ago or something. Six and, years ago. Like for uh for an English localization and it finally came out. So how old is it? Like it's the ten years old. It's, ten it's years old. Okay. Um and this is it, it's actually if you know me on like Twitter or on Anite, I mean on the Discord, it's it's mm-hmm. where my avatar is right now. But um Baldur Sky is like a sci-fi mecha, like futuristic. It's really cool. It's a really cool visual novel. It's a so it's like in the it, future? Yeah, but it's it's a dystopia, and the best part about it is it's like it has warring factions. It's, it's kind of like a Fallout visual novel in a way. So, is it post-apocalyptic or dystopia? Dystopian, very dystopian, dystopian okay. but okay. not post-apocalyptic. Like, okay. like there, it shows all these like things that are like pretty shit, and like, sure. but but they're not like, but they're realistically shit. So I'm like almost one of one of the the sorry I cut no, you off on. there. What were you gonna? One of no. the, the, the one of the settings, one of the places is this like um, the the main city has this outer ring of like poor like immigration like 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 a poor area, but then there's this like walled up area that's like super futuristic and nice, but everyone's like luddites because they're fed like I see. one stream of information. So, uh, okay has all these moving parts to it that that are all like dystopian but are very thought provoking and it's in japan it's one of there's this like there's this terminology to describe like games like it's called a kamige so like a god game is is basically what that translates to and this was one of the 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 last few that people have been waiting for to be translated and i'm really enjoying it i I, i'm probably gonna write a review about it but yeah so what what does that kind of game like entail then like what you're saying like like you said a god game it generally means a strong story had a lasting impact on the industry oh like like uh like god tier or whatever yeah god tier yeah Yeah, it's not necessarily related to Religion, I'm thinking right? like black and white, like we like, yeah. <laughs> like or like spore, like something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, God game, <laughs> like you deciding the, the like how the like Sims. I don't know. Um, real bad content here for me to just really flatten the momentum you had. Um, <laughs> no, no, continue. No, I was just gonna say. I know you. You mentioned that this has had some. Like a little bit of turmoil of getting out there, like right out of the gate, and then also, just not to say I was creeping on your Twitter or anything. I just wanted to kind of catch up on what you were currently reading, and I know you mentioned that it has some like a little kind of rough patches as far as the translation. Yeah, uh, I. It's not that the translation's bad. It's okay, just that some of the because I'm I'm a big tech guy. I I'm I'm in junior in computer engineering i spend a lot of time with this 
Mm -hmm. So I was basically nitpicking on some of the terminology that they use. I see. So yeah. they're like they're like talking tech stuff, but it kind of sounds a little babblish. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, if you're an engineer, um, never watch any sci-fi movies because uh, all the like big blockbuster, like all the science in it is nonsense. Right. Which Baldur Sky isn't nonsense, but it comes so close that whenever like it, you know it screws up, it's really noticeable. It's it's funny you say that because. I think whenever you start getting like a, I don't, how do I say this without sounding like a douche? Um, like, like when you get to like a, like, like a, like a higher education level of like whatever you're interested in. And yeah. then you find media that like kind of like picks, like, uh, I don't want to say like an intro class kind of deal, but like say they find something and they found interesting in uh, philosophy or like psychology. And they're mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make this the entire plot point of, my anime slash game there's a visual novel that did that that is very popular um super heavy I, I hated it right so i never heard of that but um ask kinksy about it oh i'm sure i'm sure if, <laughs> if kinksy knows about it i definitely should not be hearing about it um but i don't want to call it like snapple bottle cap logic but like at the same time like we were saying about the engineering stuff i i'm sure like it, once like, once you, you see behind the curtain, it's hard to be like, no, that's that's not that that can't. If be you correct. watch like a if you watch like a sports anime and you're really into the sport, so like a like an Ice Shield Twenty One or something. Oh my goodness, man! It's so funny. Like, I swear to any of my listeners here, because I don't, I'm not sure if this one's gonna go before or after. I had Gugsy and Requiem on, and we talked about sports anime and like inconsistencies compared to sports. Yeah. And, I've gotten like I've gotten criticism. Uh, people have sent message to me saying like, "Can you stop referring to other podcasts that you've done?" And <laughs> you said I Shield Twenty One, and I was just like, "Oh damn it, here we go again." <laughs> no, but that's so true though. Like, um, yeah, it all comes back with that, and it's cool to like, regardless of where someone might stand on it. Like, I'm sure there's people that were saying like, "No, we don't need an official release after this much time." It's it's god tier it can do its own thing it's nice to hear though that there is something out there available and that people can digest it legally now. yeah yeah it, it's really frustrating um the the community the visual novel community is incredibly toxic when it comes to official releases really um especially when it comes to the idea of like the sex scenes because oh they they yeah. want them in they want them in they don't want they? Them in. guaranteed oh yeah but then the, the Japanese, <laughs> the 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 corporations, they've they've seen H scenes like viscerally destroy the the visual novel community by Westerners, right? So so you'll oh, you have this like visual novel that has like some rapey scenes or something, okay. and then you'll get like Western media like criticizing it, and, and the Japanese companies don't want that bad press, right? So so they don't include it in the West, but then everyone gets up in arms, and then and then the visual novel tanks. Because people like pirate it because they, they have an excuse because they don't want to support something that doesn't have their sex scenes. Even though there was a day one patch by fans, which mm. obviously couldn't be by fans because right. we didn't know about it until it came out. Like the, the sure. fact that it didn't have age scenes. And so we knew that Sakai Project did it. And, um, <laughs> but then... But then all these incredibly well-known, very popular visual novels just tank because 
because everyone pirates it because right. the community is so used to pirating everything that, that, that they look for moral justifications to continue pirating everything. And it's infuriating. A translator's note here, um, in case you don't know what an H scene is, we're talking about good old hentai. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I could, yeah. that makes, that's the first time I've heard somebody explain that. And it makes all of the sense. I don't mean to say all of like that. Like, I know that's an annoying terminology, but it really makes just, it completely explains it. Yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you my first experience with like a, I don't want to say grown up visual novel, a, a visual novel that had hentai in it that I didn't. 18 plus. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So you've, you've probably heard this. I'm almost certain you've heard this. Um, everybody told me that. Oh, damn it, you beat me too. Yes, it was Little Buster. <laughs> so I was. That's what happens. You just ruin the story now. Um, so here I am being innocent. I loved the Little Buster's anime. This is before uh, Little Buster's refrain came out. And yeah. I'm like so into it. And I'm like, this is awesome. Um, I heard there's a visual novel. I don't even know what that means, even though I played seven my entire life. Um, and I go to like, I go to get it and I, I get it legally. Um, and then I get like the, the translator bullshit and all that. And then, cause I'm like going through like one of my buddies before discord was around. Um, I had a buddy who was a roommate and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll show you how to do all this. Pretty sure he just pirated it. Um, yeah. so I just bought a Japanese copy of something for no fucking reason. Um, we get it, we get loaded up. There's a lot of hoops we had to go through because I was playing it on a Mac. Um, yeah. And <laughs> we start playing and I said, is there any reason it's called ecstasy? And he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And that that's I, the side of a friend trying to emotionally scar someone. And so I'm like, well, obviously I'm very, like I'm very invested in these characters. And I don't mean that in a, a very bad way i'm actually like just like i like this show i like these characters yeah let me do the kamari route yeah um <laughs> saw some things deleted it uh, formatted my mac and people it's <laughs> bullshit no i actually formatted my mac i thought i had some cursed shit on my mac um oh god i'm just just thinking about it just really bad and you know what man Key dead ass are dead absolutely ass. the worst when it comes to these scenes. They, they don't they don't blog. Just point dead ass. worse oh. because of it. Deadass, that was the first time I had ever seen hentai. So I was just like, what the fuck is this? Um speaking of hentai, fate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh when you say fate on this list, are you talking about fate stay night? I was I mean, we could talk about either. Um, up to you. Okay, there's a lot. Of, I I will say I had a similar experience to the little Buster's thing because Stranger said play, Yin Stranger and you. I I was just trying to throw one of them under the bus, but I'll throw you both under the bus for this. <laughs> Playing Fate Hollow, and uh, there's an old EX scene. I'm like, what is the EX scene for? Listen, I'm really dense when it comes to visual novel <laughs> shit. I should have known it was coming. You, no you really pun intended. Should've. And I mean, they're totally suddenly, optional. You don't have to read any of them. And then suddenly it's like not voice acted. I'm like, this is kind of weird. 
weird. It's not voice acted. Yeah. And then there's Saber in a bathtub. And <laughs> and just weird, awkward bathtub H scene. And it's so funny because like you were saying, they don't belong. I think us talking about fate brings it back to exactly where it goes from like, this guy kind of sounds like he's know what he knows what he's talking about. This is almost kind of like this is artistic. I like it. And then it's just like, um, oh man, insert your favorite like fate H scene quote yeah. here. Like yeah. it, it's like it's crying. Um, I uh, de- defenseless. I, uh, I'm throwing out some keywords. So yeah, I was trying to not say yeah. that, but um, <laughs> dolphins. CGI dragon. <laughs> Yo, I no, no, we're not we're not talking about CGI dragon. The, tell me, the, the, tell me what you want to say. The, the you feel the most passionate about the fate visual novel that people don't give it credit for because of Nasu's really bad H scenes. You know, um, the atmosphere. The atmosphere is genuinely the reason I love fate so much. Right. The the atmosphere of reading through Fate's Day Night. The so Fate's Day Night, if you don't know, I mean I, I hope you know by now. I'm pretty um, sure everybody who listens <laughs> knows. But in, in Fate's Day Night, they, they have these battles and they're all during night. So so Shiro goes on these patrols uh to, to find the well whatever the other servants or servants. And in the visual novel, that was the most engaging thing. Like, not not the battles. Well, the battles are cool, but the the best part was just the like patrols. And I I know that sounds silly, but the the music, the 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 tone, the way that it's written is fairly engaging. And I I spent a month reading through Fate Stay Night, and I'd sit down every night after school. And then mm-hmm. just read that like a night or two or three, a few of the route, like just a bit. And it was perfect. I loved it. Is this, and that sounds great. And I'm going to bring it back to Fate Hollow here in a second, but I want to ask Fate Stay Night's notorious for being like just cripplingly difficult to get the correct endings, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to use a guide, guaranteed. If you miss like the most, like, Asinine, hey. asinine flag. And there was a just... choice thirty minutes ago that you made. That even though there was five more, that one sent you off to the wrong route. Like I'd rather Taiga's dojo. I was <laughs> gonna say something related to Taiga <laughs> just ruins it. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm not gonna hate on Taiga. Taiga is the best fate character. So, so if you haven't played the visual novel. Whenever you get a bad end, there's a, there's a section called Tiger's Dojo. It's it's the dumb. It, there was one mention of it in Carnival Phantasm. So if you want an explanation, actually, I think it was like it was pretty common in Carnival Phantasm. But like if you, it's one of the most charming parts of Fate Stay Night as a visual novel. It's that whenever you get into a bad route, there's a silly scene involving Taiga and uh, Isabel, the, the the little girl, and right. it's. It's charming and hilarious, and they're a lot of fun, and it, it'll tell you what you did wrong. But then Probably. sometimes they're like super cryptic. It's like, what the fuck? So it it's it defuses the situation at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Uh, I always think of Taiga as the backbone of fate that nobody talks about. So, 
And I say yeah. that, and I'm not trying to sound like a Stan who has like his waifu or some shit. I, I just genuinely, like when you're talking about how it's nice to have those after those scenes, you think of like uh, just how much fate cooking works and i feel like a big part of that is because of taiga that's like and, a third of the visual novel like right, right. the cooking show right. is more of fate's good slice of life and it's engaging to read in the visual novel. and it's almost the reason why fate hollow is actually like, right it's so good it's so good i love fate fate hollow. Hollow is way better than it has any right to be it's legitimately one of my favorite visual novels. And if another one that's on this list wasn't there, it'd be my fate type moon visual novel. Can I be honest? I, it's not like me not finishing. It, it's not because I don't like it. It's absolutely my favorite. And I've played like seven. So like, don't hold me to that necessarily. Like I'm sure someone's <laughs> like, well, excuse me. This visual novel is clearly better. L- look, man. I mean, I love the first how- visual novel I played is still on the top of my list. So you do you. It's funny because it's like when you think about fate, the people who hate on it say it's like philosophy babble, really pretty UFO table fight yeah. scenes. And that's like mm-hmm. all the rep it gets. But you almost have to play these visual novels to know that these characters are just really endearing. And I feel like anybody who hates fate should at least experience Fate Hollow because it's it, it gives you a different side of those characters, that IP, and it's just really wholesome. The I, I've I have a big gripe with the fate anime, um, all of them except for the movies for the the way to seven feel ones. Okay, they don't capture the atmosphere of fate, and they don't the they have different strengths, right? Sure. So so the reason you go and watch like a fate zero or a fate stay night is because the action scenes, right? Um, but. Typically, the, yeah. But Nasu's writing in the visual novels is genuinely compelling. And I, I think it's an t- entirely different experience. I love Unlimited Blade Works, the route. But the anime bores me. And like, Really? Yeah. I, I, I dislike the anime, genuinely. It's interesting because I, I feel like it's tough for me to say... I'm I'm sorry I'm pausing here. It's just I watched it when I was newer to anime. Yeah, and I think if I would have watched it now, even without knowing, like I don't want to call it fate fatigue, but like I feel like I might not have liked it as much because it's just very like look at this, it's pretty. And if it's one of your first anime, which by the way, that's why it makes a killing on Netflix. It is a lot of people's first anime. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to talk about me bringing up things from old podcasts? I had a buddy on. Who got introduced to anime because he watched Fate Zero? Mm-hmm. Um, or Fate no, Zero. Wa- I, I think Fate Zero is a very good first anime. I think Fate well, State Night is an awful first anime. Well, actually, <laughs> he actually watched <laughs> Unlimited Blade Works first, and then he watched Fate Zero. Um, but he loved both, is what I'm saying. That introduced yeah. him to anime. So yeah. you know, at the end of the day, anybody who gets introduced to this great medium of ours, if they like it, good. I mean, go yeah. ahead. But mm-hmm. I see what you're saying because it's like. It's good visuals, but it's not all that compelling with the characters or what it fleshes out. And it's even more like injury to insult that these characters are capable of this stuff. And there is content that has mm-hmm. the characters being that way. And it's not really all that fleshed out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, and whenever someone says like philosophical babble, like that hurts me because genuinely, I don't think I would have my political views. I do without Fate Stay Night. Like, right. Because 
these and games say, have good writing. I'll give you an on the air apology with like when I say that it's because like, that's just I don't say, say that. that per se. That's just what people generally say, and I don't want to yeah. say people to generalize, but really that is a shared belief. Like when I brought it up, you knew exactly what I was talking about, mm-hmm. and it's because right. the UFO table anime almost. Even thinking back to Fate Zero, like everyone goes, oh, you're criticizing Fate Zero. There's an entire episode where they just sit in a in a courtyard, just, your view's wrong, my view's right. When, when I first watched Fate Zero, I didn't like it. Um, it took me like three or four watches to like finally appreciate it for what it is. And I this still will don't be a, like it much. This though. will be a great tight moon bridge here into one that we're going to be talking about in a minute. But yep. I don't like the fate anime as much as and by the way real quick side note for the guy who says dill's just a chameleon who goes with whatever his guest is saying listen man i'm trying to tell you right now garden of sinners is such a better fate uh better than fate when it comes to like a tight moon and it kills me because i've been trying to convince people to watch garden of sinners for it's so good good. and it's, it's legal now yeah, I had a buddy yeah. who owned like the most obscure, like I don't want to know how much he paid for, but like the um, DVDs, the the DVDs are reasonable. The Blu-rays are not. Right, I'm just, he had them though, and he showed them to me, and I'm not going to dox him on here. If you are a friend of mine, you know when I was living in Florida, I had a I had a friend with some deep pockets who loved his anime, so we watched those, absolutely loved them, and then yeah. I'm just like, this is Type Moon done right. Uh, it really is. It and really you know is. what's funny is it's like 2007. And yeah. It's, I think I and think personally it looks better than Unlimited Blade Works. It, it's because Unlimited Blade Works' is action is too fast. It's like, oh, shiny thing. Uh, yeah. Melbourne Phantasm. Here it but is. Then, then, then there's no substance to it. And, and then, you like, know what actually kills the, the, the Fate Stay Night anime is the music. It really? It any emotion. And the, I, that's genuinely my biggest criticism with the night anime is that the the music in the the vision novel is so memorable compelling it's engaging it makes the mood the 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 anime music is soulless you can't listen to that let me let me ask you do they recycle the music for no it's um fate hollow okay okay yeah also new soundtrack i love the soundtrack okay i was curious because i really liked that but i know a lot of the visual assets are recycled yep uh, but it's glowed up a little bit. There's like, spe- uh, like, there's some things that are really that were redone, but look similar. And I'm sure. I'm sure you play Fate Stay Night for like 300 hours, and then you go and play the other one. You're you're gonna notice it. I I'm exaggerating on that. Actually, like. there was a there was a one of, there was a patch. A group uh, they were working on, uh, like backporting all this stuff they added to the Vita version of Fate Stay Night. And to the to the PC version, actually no, it was a Fate Type Moon released the 2010 version of Fate Stay Night, and it mm-hmm. looks so nice. I think because they they had the updated stuff. They updated it, yeah. stuff yeah. from the Vita, and um, they they moved the translation to that version, and it's it's very nice. You told me it's to, like it looks so much better. You told me that UFO Table did the openings for the different routes on the Vita version. Yep. And like, what was it? you? You remember this? Like two months ago, I finally heard the song for uh, Heaven's Feel 
the, and then that so opening good. and i'm like what is this this is so good <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 imagine back in 2004 or 14 i i, I watched all of uh i, I watched uh, all of garden of sinners i i was obsessed with these openings and then we had fate zero like ufotable could not do any wrong in my book could you imagine how fucking hyped i was oh yeah, for that's... unlimited blade works so all that crashing down oh man i mean yeah to bridge this we brought garden of sinners everybody thinks that mordred is my like number one favorite anime character and i'm here to tell you that she's even number two on the um the tight moon and you already know where i'm going with this my man nobody calls her dirty red aozaki aozaki is my um name. and i know and that brings into our next our next visual yeah. novel we're going to talk yeah. about here she I, is I, the I, antagonist you, you <laughs> gotta play it like the 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 main character the the other sister and the one that is like this the center of all of her scorn throughout this because uh, a little backstory I, I don't mean to stomp on you here a little bit but like uh if you watch garden sinners uh this one and i'm gonna let rock uh Ray Kaze say the uh, uh, I'm gonna let him say the title of it because I'm really bad with titles. But point being, he uh, uh, he'll tell you here. But the sister of I guess they're Mahosu both Aozaki. Yeah, yeah, they're both Aozaki. Um, not fully translated. Only not fully translated. translated. That's that's good. To, that's good. To also, remember. not done. Not done. Okay. Um, <laughs> they 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 did uh. <laughs> Are they not even that. like they haven't even finished writing it? You're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's not done. <laughs> Forget the fuck what I was about to say. This is amazing. What? <laughs> 2012. Before they started it. They like, go. Oh man. They 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 started it, and this was back when episodic was the rage. So they released the first third of this. This was going to be a trilogy. <laughs> this was. Uh, <laughs> this was Nasu's first written work. Oh, <laughs> before Tsukihime, before everything, and then he touched it up and made Best it anime into... all time. Fuck <laughs> <Just like> you! <yeah. laughs> hey, do you know? Hey, by the way, this podcast is I all saw, about. Tangents. I saw that episode. I, I, like, I listened to your episode. That was. Did you like Umi just getting like progressively more frustrated? <laughs> because I would get her to be like, I, I, I'd look at her and I'm like. This opening's really good, isn't it? And she's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and then like, I would sing it for weeks afterwards. We'd just be at our... Um... Oh, man, what the fuck? There's like 500 of them. We're at the YMCA and like... <laughs> not, not to dox us, but we're at a YMCA and I'm just there with her and her husband and just like, I'll start humming it and she'll just look over at me with daggers. <laughs> Just doing that like chorus. I, I don't know, it. like that. That, that I, I don't. It's so bad. It's actually the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, and... <laughs> <laughs> I turned around at probably the worst moment of that animation, which is like we've said is like when the sisters falling over and they just like Photoshop rotate the image. <laughs> I don't n- remember how far I got, but I, I distinctly remember a moment where like. The, the the show cut to the next scene 
and then literally flashbacked to what happened, the thing they cut. Like you warned me about that right before we started. Like right after, when I say when I say right before, I'm not talking like three days, like an hour before watching. You're like, there's gonna be a lot of jump cuts between the, the same episode. And it just ends. It has like a weird, like really it's, tame sex scene, and then it just ends. There were, there was a, a point in the, the anime chat where I legitimately would be triggered by the mention of that anime. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't understand like there's this whole gif or like like gag in the like community of like Tsukihime anime doesn't exist so like anytime anyone would post it i would just like spam a bunch of like Tsukihime anime doesn't exist shit right and like i i remember i was frustrated at first about that and then we i post the article and everyone's like oh it's so funny they're posting an article man i'm just gonna say it i i don't want there to be another Tsukihime I, I get they did the redesigns. They look nice, but like, I it's not it's not, it's not a great visual novel. <laughs> Sukihime, um, how's no, I'm sorry. That, that's my opinion. I, I'm I'm sure some people disagree. Tsukihime, I played. You played through the visual I played novel. Th- I played three routes. Three routes. Uh, and, uh, one one Tsukihime on each side is and then... very similar to the fate route. I like to say. Okay. Like, like it's. It deserves a glow up. It, it deserves its highs deserves to be engaged, and and you know no one's gonna play like picture backgrounds doujin uh, Sukihime. Right, it's like MS Paint. Remember what I call the one girl that made you made you and Stranger. Really- I called her poorly drawn brown hair. Yeah, <laughs> it fucking killed me. <laughs> She deserves her out. She deserves her out. Fucking vampire girl. So back to well, actually, we didn't even finish our discussion for the the visual novel that's not even finished. Is this your favorite, or is there another one on this list? If this was finished, I think it'd be my favorite. Yeah. Um, Okay. It's really cool. Like, not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of spoiled myself. Like, I read some summaries of it, and it sounds really cool. It's just, yeah, it needs to be finished. It, it honestly, even just reading the like seven chapters that are out there, I think the first that's half of the first visual novel. So, um, even just reading that is super compelling for the people who watch anime of like the Type Moon stuff. This takes place how long before like this we'll is like Garden 1980s, Sinners. so it's like 10 20 years before, yeah, because it's what well, the, the late the weird 90s about is Nasuverse is right. that um, Karno Kyokai isn't technically a part of it. It is though. I mean, we're talking about a girl who, <laughs> but it's like who takes the, her sister, takes they, out like, like massive alternate universe out with it, and it they don't consider it a part of the the universe, and but yeah, whatever, no one cares. No, I mean, it it makes okay. So earbuffs for like five seconds. I know the, I the, say the people, issue. Like, the issue is that it conflicts with Tsukihime, so you have to right. pick one or the other, and that's. Let's be honest. You don't want you don't want Sukihime. You want you want Garden. You don't. Everybody. You want Garden of Sinners. Everybody wants the good Shiki, not the other Shiki. (laughs) They want the Shiki with the knee high boots. But what if they want the chair? What if they want the chair? This chair. This chair. You know what? Hey, I almost want to redo the this chair meme because I 
I believe it or not, I was a little bit more tame than I could have been for that when I recorded it because I didn't want to scare my dog upstairs because he had like <laughs> my dog Cooper. He had anxiety problems, and you know, rest his soul now. I can just scream, and now especially if I have my own place, I can scream as loud as I want and smash a chair. Um, yeah. No, so but it's cool. A it, trip. Uh, talking to Umi about like she was asking about case files. Um, El, uh, Lord yeah. El Malloy, mm-hmm. and she was like, "It's such like again, I don't want to say babble because she didn't say babble, but that's the best yeah. way to like ex- explain yeah. it. Like some of it's just like it's batshit insane to try to explain like tight moon stuff to someone like Nazi yeah, stuff. It, it, it's lore is kind of nonsense, but, but it's also like really and, I think, and super well, consistent." I think Case Files got that really good, where it's like everything they're saying is ridiculous, but it's so much fun. And the the atmosphere, like the the vibe that Case Files has, is very similar to Maho Sakai no Yoru. Is that would be what I was going to ask you? Playing Maho Sakai no Yoru is Case Files is like a spiritual successor because it takes place in the like with the clock tower, right? All that. Well, Maho Sakai no Yoru is in Japan. But, oh, it's in Japan. Okay, because I I remember they were saying like she was the the prodigy was like she was like the very best. So, but this takes place in Japan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, its it story is uh, very unrelated to anything else going on in the Nasuverse. I see. And it's a very like close knit, like super personal, like compelling story. I, I really love it. it it's just, it's it's pleasant to read. It's it's more pleasant to read than anything they've done. And it's just, it's nice. Right. And it, it, it's like a fate hollow, but glowed up basically. Okay. So yeah. it, it's its own story. Like you're saying it captures all of the good stuff of tight moon. And then it also has really good slice of life from what I'm, I'm gathering what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like all the serious bits from uh fate hollow, like think of like that tonally think of okay. that, but a whole longer game. I see. Slice of life mixed in. But that the, makes the, sense. The, difference, the difference is that this has to develop its characters, right? Like, we don't know any of these characters. They're, they're, they're mentioned in the other parts of the, the type of universe, but... Right, like, you know, you know the good Aozaki. Um, <clears throat> but, has... but, but for the most part, they're, they're new. So right. a lot of it is Slice of Life about developing these characters instead of... So Fate Hollow, but its own game like so it has to develop characters and stuff it's cool too because then it's like you're thinking about it and you also think like you can make connections and i think even if it's not like air quotes canon like mm-hmm. you can make a lot of sense out of the lore like it's yeah. so ridiculous but at the same time i think there's enough substance that you can see people make connections you want a perfect example read some shit on the tight moon wiki i feel like I almost make that a like a pastime if I have like yeah, half an yeah, hour to kill. Lost in the like I, like if I'm waiting at a lot like a like a doctor's office and I don't have anything else to do, look that up because it feels like every time you pull up a page it changes. You want to talk mm-hmm. about like when people say that Wikipedia things change? Someone's own interpretation of what the hell happens in these things. They just write, oh well, it was actually all about the root. So you see here, this character was compelled to go to the root, and then you come back six months later like. Nah, fam. That's not how it went down. So, like, I was uh, gonna say, have you I was ex- ever read the Beast's Lair like forum. I have not. 
that is is that, that all it is that's all that is I, I don't funny. i don't i haven't kept up with it i haven't paid any attention to type moon for like the past five years but not not to plug my own shit because i try really hard not to do that on my own podcast um but have you read i, I remember a while ago and sorry for my readers who haven't read this i wrote a piece when uh fate apocrypha came out like the anime and I was connecting like real stories about Mordred to the character. And I was saying like how I felt like that added layers, like knowing the into the anime. Like if you took different interpretations of what that character meant in fiction. And then everyone's like, well, actually, that's not how it went because the real version which was written in England, uh, said this. And you want to take that moment to almost say, like, hey man, look, piece of fiction, it has multiple interpretations. Yeah. We can disagree. We can disagree. Mm-hmm. But my interpretation on something we were just talking about like Awazaki and I brought up like, well, Hey, like I said this and that this is what I was saying. Like spoilers for like five seconds. She has like the mystic eyes in this visual novel you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I made that connection. Uh, no, no spoilers anymore. I don't know if that works with waveform, but Hey, um, I, I made the connection. I was saying to Umi cause we're halfway through watching garden centers um we are on your favorite one the two hour one she just doesn't have two hours to watch it that's the problem um most of the time when we record a podcast I, I, she has an hour to do something um what i was gonna say was i told her like hey you know i think the reason that she's so good at being a mentor for shiki is because she had mystic <laughs> eyes and this and that and you know what i'm probably really wrong but there's enough of the lore there that you could actually make your own interpretation with that and I feel like another series everybody really loves, Monogatari, is the same way. Like when we went to see Kizu Monogatari, um, Messi, Mal, and I, we, I was sitting there just spitballing with some strangers about what we thought different things would mean for the ending of the series. And none of us were right, but everything we said made sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I think that's the indication of good writing. I think that's that's what separates something from like a cultural phenomenon and like right. just another show. Right, because like you know, what was like you can you can watch a good show, but but the fact that we can have all these spinoffs and still be fairly engaging and consistent is because there's so many plot threads that you can just dive into. It's the yeah. reason that Fate is a franchise that we have so many, and like and the experience it brings communities together. Everyone loves talking about this stuff. Sure. And yeah. look, we just spent 20 minutes talking about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like case in point, we, we talked about like everything in type. Um, I feel bad. Um, no, don't feel bad. This is a great since... conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never uh, apologize gonna... for having a conversation and speaking your mind. Yeah. Uh, we have two left here on the list. I, I want to get through with, with them. Uh, I, the last one, you're going to hate me because I'm going to throw you a curve with it but let's talk about house of fate morgana also known as the time that i absolutely absolutely did not mean to but set you off on the biggest rant ever since uh we've been friends tell me a little bit about this one i'm not gonna ask you questions because when i say what's this about i know that's how our fight started (laughs) i i hate plot um i i'm morally opposed to the idea of a plot summary sure. because they don't tell you en- like they don't tell you what's good about work but um give me what give me what you think works for 
House of Fat and Morgana is the visual novel that I feel like compelled to talk about, but just haven't written an article about. And it makes me just gutted because House of Fat and Morgana is legitimately one of my favorite visual novels of all time. It's, it's a very compelling, emotional, thrilling experience that I, I can't really explain it. And that's why it, it's so hard to talk about, but it's just so easy to gush about. Um, so is it is it a like a single set? Uh, there's or... there's a visual novel and then there's a sequel, but the sequel's like a fan disc. A fan disc in it's a visual novel term, meaning a sequel that isn't really a sequel, just a bunch of like scenes and stuff for fans to enjoy. They're not necessarily H scenes, but they're unrelated and not. I was gonna say fan service, but I know that has a different connotation to. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around this because it sounds like some enigma that like nobody really ever knows how to explain to me. Like I'm not asking for like what it is, but like, like it's somebody so say this is about, great. Yeah, like it's about a mansion. Um, so you're a character who wanders into this mansion, and then it, the over there's like and then but it has like a story it's like a cursed mansion or whatever and throughout the visual novel we go through the history of this mansion okay and so like so someone's like going through the mansion and you get to learn about the history as it goes yeah but it's 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 a personal story it's okay the 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 stories into the um the stories of the mansion relate to the characters that we're following and it just blends together to this perfect, perfect example of what a visual novel should be. Like really, like really detailed, like storytelling. That's kind of what it sounds like you're yeah. telling me. Yeah. So I think visual novels are an amazing storytelling medium that is wasted on hentai because <laughs> they're, they're cheap. They're oh, easy to write. Man. They're compelling and they have, story elements that you can't pull off in other stories because you have a fixed perspective and you're reading text but you have all these atmospheric elements so a work that can capture an atmosphere while telling a compelling narrative is what visual novels excel at they're so good at it and that's why a lot of my favorites are the way they are but but, I'm sorry. But none of the, this is beautiful, the but just you really got me with that. What you just said, it's beautiful, wasted on hentai. That's going to be I wrong. Hey, and my intro bit where I say like, I have the Havana clip saying as a good friend of mine would say, I'm just going to lead with that quote from you. Like, just put that ah, right there. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth. Like everything you just said is so true about visual novels, but also that statement you just said is a back of the box quote for visual novels as a whole, like from an outsider. Um, no, this sounds like, great. This is the I, most you've told me about this visual novel, and it sounds really good. It's just everybody was like, "Oh man, you you got to play this." I'm like, "Well, I, I'm trying not to say what's it about after like what we talked about," and I'm just like what is it like you know, you're trying to figure out how to initiate the conversation yeah so yeah. it's cool it's cool to hear that so uh speaking uh, so i mentioned a visual novel 
Super yep. Heavy. I think mm -hmm. it's actually impossible to describe its plot. With if you describe its plot, you're spoiling the entire experience. Okay, so it's kind of like uh, like I'm thinking like a film equivalent, like Get Out. Like if you know what happens in Get Out, yeah, it it kind of ruins. Even a why basic just... plot summary ruins it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. Um, so our our last visual novel, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna put you on the clock. I'm gonna give you a minute to just talk about it and just like fuck. Just no. <laughs> all right, I'll give you. Hear me out. Give you a minute. Say everything you love about it. And I'm going to abruptly throw you a curveball about something else related to Key. So, Clannad, my friend, go. So, first of all, I already wrote an article about why I love the spot. Uh, like, the article during the After the Fire. Read that. That's all my thoughts of Clannad. But Clannad <laughs> changed my life. Um, please, genuinely... see, please see footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a way to... The cheat your, to cheat your algorithm. I, I'm messing with you. Clannad... I'm messing with you. You can slow down and talk about Clannad is this uh, family-driven story. It, 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 it's so good. It's shaped who I am as a person. I, I wrote my college papers on it. I, I, I fucking love Clannad. So Clannad is both Clannad <laughs> and Clannad after story, right? Yep. yep. It, okay. It's all one visual novel. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's so, a big one then. That's um, a big story. Because, actually, uh, the Clannad anime, um, it cuts several routes. Okay. So Clannad is bigger than you're thinking. That's what I was saying. It sounds massive. Because you uh -huh. said it's if it has two, like even just if you think of relative anime, you have two full anime in there. Yeah, yeah. And then if you did everything, you see, so you know the OVAs, there's two of them. Right. Kyo's and uh, Tomoyo's routes. The, the better endings, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are their own routes. Those are... Um, as long as, um, like Nagi says, after story. Whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, and, I, oh man. And um, Tomoyo in particular has a, a visual novel sequel called, uh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, Tomoyo After. Ooh. Yeah, but be warned, I'm intrigued. lots Go of on. H scenes. Yeah! Lots. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's what that um, that's what that after story is all about my man yeah but <laughs> genuinely um the route they cut like just straight up didn't mention um it, it deserved to be cut was it starfish but, girl no it wasn't starfish it was girl movie. after story no there was a character that wasn't mentioned at all there wasn't a character there was a character that wasn't even in it yeah <laughs> that was in the visual novel. So, so I think, I think, at the, like, wow, the... imagine being that fan. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, so in After Story, like, I think there's like at the end, they show like all the couples, like the characters grown up or whatever. Sure. And like, then they come together. Like, what was it? Ryo's like boyfriend or whatever has okay. his own route. Okay. Well, that, that can, that one can, yeah. I, I thought you were talking like, like there's this girl, and then it's just like the equivalent of your wife who is shit, it, and then they just—it's uh, it's actually uh, it's fun route. It's engaging to read. It has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> so it, it would—it's really redundant for an anime. Yep. Yeah, it makes no sense to include it. By the way, this is like low key one of the better basketball anime because <laughs> it has like it has a lot of the drama of sports, just in the sense of when you get injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't go any 
I won't stomp on you there with that, but um, I know like it, it, I, it's I, wrote, I, I wrote. You remember what I wrote? The team to beat the Golden State Warriors. I put Kyo on there, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Why would you do that?" Because she hit like 14 threes in a pickup basketball game, man, against like grown dudes. I I I love how uh, uh, Key manages to include these like sports elements that no one else gives a shit about, but they're so essential <laughs> to the Key experience. They're so compelling, like playing little busters while skipping the basketball. Uh, I mean, the baseball scenes is a crime. It's sacrilegious. It's actually, it a is. crime. Goodness <laughs> um, gracious! Key uh, uh, has this like formula they do. They they. Um, it, it's hard to explain, but it's well documented. They they spend all this time building up to like an emotional climax, and Higarashi. So, you, are you familiar with Yukishi? <laughs> Yukishi does the same shit, but instead of like building to a romance, he builds to uh, like gore uh, and killing. Yeah, <laughs> but they're the same thing. No, they're not. Like, yes, they are. I get what you're saying. Yukishi's structure is legitimately inspired by Key. Don't play the like the, the. I get what you're saying, but I need to differentiate. Those conclusions <laughs> are very different. Their conclusions are very different, but the experience is very similar. The roller coaster, it has the same hill. It's just a, something like on one, your head gets decapitated, the other one, entertained. <laughs> having a nice dramatic romance. I, I don't told... think they're nice. They're not necessarily nice. They're not. Right. Did I tell you? Did I tell you my favorite moment? came from a key anime. Yeah. It was, the, it was the good, one of my favorite drama moments, period. And it's because I'm a runner, um, is when the cousin in uh, the 2006 canon, I, I forget her Have name. Have you ever watched the 2002 one? I haven't. I, I've heard not to. I've also heard, I've heard, isn't there a movie you're supposed to? There's a Conan movie that's yeah, god awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm that. Thinking. That uh, if you like Conad, mm-hmm. if you enjoy the story, don't watch that movie. It'll like it'll it it, it actively ruins the story a little bit. The experience, <laughs> yeah, it ruins your experience. It colors your experience. I watched it and I'm still fond of it, but I'm not sure if everyone will be. <laughs> um. So the moment I really <laughs> love, was... but the 2002 anime, of right? Canon is fun to hate watch. Fun to hate watch. I'm. It looks awful. It, it's uh, the worst it, animated show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> is it finished at least, or is it just not finished? Is that why it doesn't look good? I. I, I so moving on. What I really <laughs> liked about the good, the good canon, um, was. You got me thinking about like the worst. <laughs> no, so it's the moment where the cousin's doing her um, relay. And she doesn't know if she's going to make it. And she looks over and her family is like running with her. And they're like, you can do it. And she's like, I can do it. And like, everyone's like, that's so cheesy and cliche. And I'm like, dude, that would be the most fucking charming thing ever. And I loved it. And that's because I'm a runner. That's better than run with the wind. I don't care. Don't at me. I I, Um, I couldn't get through running, run through the wind. It's like, I was expecting Haikyuu. Like, or like... Well, because it's bullshit, because, like, episode four... It it spends so much fucking time just building up this bullshit drama. Apparently it's the greatest thing ever, but Dude, 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 what dude smokes, like, a carton of cigarettes a day, and then he 
comes like ready to run in a marathon play. <laughs> Your <laughs> lungs don't recover that fast, dude. And the the neat dude infuriated oh. me. I appreciate the effort, but like, why the fuck so, are you on a running team? Curveball. At what point of reading um, canon did you realize that the dude was gonna fuck his aunt? Um, um, you know what? I, 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 I really feel like I should have read the the canon and visual novel more carefully. But <laughs> that's his of- answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you so know you what? Had, the 2006, little, had... 2006 anime is so much better that I didn't give a shit about canon when I read it. <laughs> it's, so, so the H scenes would sneak up like a motherfucker. <laughs> Let me ask you: spoilers for canon the rest of the way. If you're done, if, we're not we're not gonna do anything more besides this. So, I just want to ask. A couple questions. I've always wanted to ask another human being. I this. think I only read a route or two. You only read a route or two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is I didn't he, finish it. Does he? Does he? The girl turns into a fox. Is she like part fox when he's doing this? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I hope not. I don't think so. It's just like you really speak no, no, to me, she, she, and she's like, ah, that's a philosophical ah. question, right? Like, right? <laughs> Because she, she turns like, she, wasn't she technically a fox the whole time or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So, so is even it, if so you're, asking, like, it, you're asking if it's if it's the B word, um, oh boy, I don't, don't want to talk about this. It's the O B word for oh boy. Um, uh, but I'm just saying, like, he's just in the middle normal, of it. Right? During just, the visual novel, she's normal, but like, but like philosophically, even if she's a human. Yeah, she's still a fox, right? And what moment? Like, lights are dimmed, and it's just. Ah! Ah! Uh, you're, you're ruining canon. <laughs> oh, I got more questions. No. Uh, for the cousin, is that before or after the mom gets pancaked? I don't know. I didn't read that far. You know, that's like look, one of look. my. Why? Why? why have you seen? Why have would you, seen, you even want to read H scenes have, from Canon? Have you like, seen Point Blank? They're awful, and Point it takes Blank, something the most wholesome, one of the most wholesome anime of wholesome all time, anime, and then and it just makes it dirty. Um, did you I, did you see the video I posted of uh, when Mal was visiting me in person and he didn't know what Canon was? So I showed him the scene where the mom gets flanned by the car, and I wrote below it, "Mom's gonna be okay." Because that's what happens in the anime. Like, the scene is she's walking across the intersection, a car gets flipped, and it flips over her, and you just don't see anything from her. If that's real life, there's just bloodstains everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to know, I I just want to know if that's, I just, I need to know, for the sake of how ridiculous those H scenes are, if they just stick them in at like the most like inopportune times. By the way, like most characters in canon are like terminally ill too. So, like yeah. this dude is just out there rolling in the worst way. He is kind of a badass though. Like his no, he's not. That's not badass his at all. He is great. He's so fun to like. 
But not, but not in a visual novel, he's not. <laughs> Look, Brock, I know what you're trying to say. I'm giving it to you for like 85% of it. But I know there's 15% of that in there that I cannot agree with. Because that, <laughs> that just like... Hey, what's what's good, my what's good, my little fox girl? What what do you? Oh, you want this treat? Oh, oh! She's like, ah, ah. Oh, you right. ruined canon for me. Thank you. So, with that said, we're gonna wrap up the podcast here today. Um, Sounds like a good point. If we continue, like I think I. Ray, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll plug your plug your social media real quick. Yeah, so it's uh, Rayquaze Zero, and uh, I have my blog. Uh, obviously, Rayquaze Zero is your Twitter handle. Yeah, I have my blog, um, Rockman-12.kinja.com, where all my stuff is. But I am working on RayquazeRambles.com, which is hopefully where all my stuff is going to be because Kinja is a uh, ticking time bomb. Um, credit to you because you kept the alliteration. I like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Rikaze, rock, yeah, ramp, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Uh, the, the thing was that I kept on, like, so I had a sub, t- I have a tag on that I've been writing on rambles. Whenever it's not a review, it's a rambles article. So okay. I figured I don't really write reviews anymore because <laughs> it, it, it sounds it, like most of the things you want to write about are already finished. Yeah, yeah, um, but he like, says, yeah, there's a resigned even, sigh. But even if there's like something like authoritarian about it, which a review has to be, right? Right. So like, so a lot of times, so one of my, the art the, I keep on mentioning this, uh, Subahibi was one of those comic. Uh, and you must really thing. like this. You and King. I don't, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I, I just disliked it point blank. And I, I knew I couldn't write a, a review with it on it without being totally biased. And sure. I, I fucking know that, and a review is supposed to be like, like as fair of a take as possible. Right. And I, I don't want to say this is a good work. I, I I want to be like, here are my thoughts on this very important visual novel. And that I think sense. that's what's changed from since I used to write articles, and now it's. Uh, I, I I think that keeping everything more subjective is sure. is a better idea in general. Makes sense. All right, so with that, we're gonna get going. Uh, you could check him out at Rekaze Zero on Twitter and uh, Rekaze Rambles. He's working on. I'll yeah. definitely. I'll definitely prob. I'll definitely probably. I will have you on. Um, yeah. It's between now and when that website's ready to go. So we'll talk more about it then. Uh, yep. You could check the Dill Kokoro podcast out on all sorts of good outlets. You name it. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, Anchor. Uh, thank heavens for Anchor. It's such a such a clutch app. And I actually want to thank Ray Kaze on air for pointing us in that direction. Yep. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's so. I, it, I was listening great. to a, a podcast on Spotify, and then they kept on mentioning it. So I looked it up, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is an amazing platform!" So, like, yeah, Anchor yep. is great, and yeah, I'm I'm listening to the Dale Coker podcast on Spotify, which you can do too. Yeah, there, that good plug. <laughs> so, uh, you can check us out on there. Uh, should be having Umi on next. Uh, 
probably the podcast that we mentioned back a little bit ago, the one with Gugsy and Requiem. And hopefully by the time that's over with, I'll kind of have my feet back down on the ground and give you all sorts of updates on what's coming up next. Till then, everybody take care.